Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited for this episode because I am bringing on Brittany Garden, who is going to be talking about a topic that you never heard this way, I can promise you. But before, we will be diving into why she's Brittany here today. I want, first, thank you. Thank you so much for creating the time because after our call, I was like, my audience will absolutely adore you. Let's schedule a call. So first of all, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, You are so incredibly welcome. I am happy to be here, happy to share with your audience and give people that boost that they need. Beautiful. And like I mentioned, before we'll dive into our today's topic, which will be how to attract soulmate clients with a show up strategy for you that I'm so excited to hear because you're so knowledgeable and wise. I wanted first to take you on a journey for a little bit. And that's why I ask you, what is your favorite place in the entire world? And I was so excited to hear that you said that your favorite place is only one hour away from you. Because very often when I'm taking my guests on a journey, it's like days away and, you know, like other side of the world. And you said that Ecola State Park, it's your favorite place to be. So just for a moment, and before we will dive in, what I would love for you to do is just uh, take a deep breath and close your eyes for just a moment. And as you are breathing in, you can smell the fresh trees and you can hear the birds singing around you. And there are a couple birdies that are right above your head and they're chirping and they sound so happy. And you're on a beautiful path throughout the forest and there are flowers blooming. There is a slight, very gentle wind just playing with your hair and you're smiling because you're feeling so relaxed and so good and you're almost alone there. But as you're walking, you're walking on this beautiful, tranquil path. You also see a family right ahead of you and they have two little kids running around and playing with the birdies and the insects and they're so caught up in the present moment but then the little girl who is there she turns back she looks at you she runs to you and she brings you a little little white flower she gives it to you and she said and who are you 
what is the one thing you would love this little girl to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you are. Wow. Um, man, I was not expecting that. So I guess the, the thing I would tell her is that, that I'm Brittany and I'm here to enjoy this just like you, and that we're all here together. Hmm. I love this. Yes. And this is what I do with my, you know, podcast guests. I take them on the journey because, you know, it, it's so fascinating because the people that I bring on are here to make a difference in the world, right? We're here to make a change. So sometimes it just feels like we're on the go, 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 go. And this is just the next thing of our checklist. So we're feeling accomplished in the end of the day. And while I truly admire and love the experts that I'm bringing on, I also want them to relax and reconnect with their favorite positive feelings and who they really are because it, don't you feel like more relaxed, more grounded, more present? 100% man. And yeah, no, that works. I'm good with this. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. So thank you so much for being so open. I, I love it. You know, sometimes it's like, why do you want me to close your eyes? You know, but the people that come to my podcast, they know like it's like spiritual strategies. We know she's a boo-boo. It's okay. You know, it won't hurt. So yeah, it's all good. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being so open. And when you and me, we connected, I was just like, you know, like this little baby donkey, you know, it's like, yes, yes, yes. There was so much resonance, Brittany. And for those who never, ever heard of you, why should they care about today's interview? Why they should listen? Why you're the one who can tell them how to attract their soulmate clients? Yeah. So I'm actually going to play off of what we just did in that exercise because you asked me what I wanted that little girl to know. And I said that I am here. I appreciate nature just like you and we're all in this together. And I think that's the main reason why you would take anything I have to say for, for truth is that we are all in this, this business world online, you know, beauty of a mess together. And there's a lot of us, let's just be realistic on that, you know, and, um, you know, I'm a brand strategist and I could probably with, you know, a half hour of research time, come up with a hundred, 200, maybe even 500 other people who say they do the same thing as me. Now I would argue they don't do it as well or in the same way, because I really truly believe that we all have an essential trait that makes us unique and that people respond to, but Sometimes we need help teasing out that thing, that, that essential trait, that, that energy, that vibe, whatever you want to call it. There's something that separates you from the next person up the road or up the cable internet line. And you need to know what that is. And you need to be able to describe that in a way that your best clients not only understand, but respond to. Because, you know, I can, I can be who I am. And maybe I went to school with somebody and maybe they've got the exact same certifications that I do and the exact same work history that I do. And maybe we, you know, both got laid off from the same job and now we're both, you know, marketing our businesses online as some sort of coach, some sort of consultant, some sort of service provider. But if we have all the same experience and 
education and certifications, what is it that makes you and me different in that, in that mode right there? And, and that's it. It's that, that essential trait. It's what gets people going on their soulmate level. So if you want to work with people who really get you, really understand you, don't fight you tooth and nail over what you want to do to help them, you need to find a way to attract those soulmate clients. And that starts with being able to communicate who you are, who you serve, how you serve them, and ultimately what you stand for. And you need to be able to communicate that in an effective way so that they see it, notice it, and then respond to it. Wow, that's so powerful. I love that. Absolutely. I I so align with that because there is something, it's like this energetical imprint that makes you, you only you, and there's no one like you. And I love that you have such an abundance mindset, right? Because there could be such a scarcity like, oh, why should I do this if there's already like millions of people doing it, right? But there's no one like you, no one who can express themselves like you. So I wonder, and and I bet you have it in your back pocket, how do we find that essential trait of ours? How can we really see what is unique about us? Because I feel what I hear from you, it's you get to first know what it is, and then you can learn how to communicate it. Because like every teacher can tell you like, oh, you can do this strategy and this strategy, but if it's not you and doesn't align with you, it cannot work long-term. So how can you find that unique essential trait? What makes you, you? Yeah. So I'll be the first to admit, you can fall down the personal development rabbit hole on this particular subject here. It, it happens to the best of us. Uh, that said, there's a few exercises I like to go through with my clients and it kind of depends on where they're coming from and their their history in this arena. But I always start with my, my private clients with the core values exercise. And you may have done one in the past. You might not have. I guarantee you haven't done it in my way because I've developed it over, over years of working with people. But I like to start with core values because one, I find out a lot about my clients just doing the exercise. You know, sometimes people have a core value that I wouldn't have necessarily suspected. It's kind of deep within them and it hasn't had a chance to be expressed yet. But because it's part of who they are and really the foundation of all their decision comes from those core values. If they're not expressing it, there's probably some sort of block, some sort of thing that's not going well in their business. And I can usually tie it to a core value that's not being expressed properly. So I start with that. And then I like to ask people what other personality type things that they've done. You know, maybe they know about the Enneagram and they know all about their Enneagram type. Maybe they've never heard about it, but they've done the Myers-Briggs and they know their Myers-Briggs type. And I kind of, at this point, will, will go with whatever they've already done because if they know something about it, it's less education on my end because they're already familiar and let's let's just work with what people have, right? So once you have core values and some sort of personality marker type system, whatever you want to call it, there's usually a really nice intersection between those that I can start kind of figuring out what someone's essential trait is. And 
Some of this isn't easy to define when I'm talking. It's like one of those in the moment things and, and anyone on the woo side understands that 100%, but there's, there's something in there. And if we're still having trouble finding their essential trait after all of this, I like to go and through and read client testimonials and see how other people have responded to them in the marketplace in the past. And I can usually tease it out from those things. Hmm. Love that. Yeah. I, it's, it's so beautiful because I do start with the core values. And of course the exercises that I do are different than yours. We all have, you know, different ways yeah, yeah. to do the exercises, but really defining my core values three years ago helped me to let go of everything that wasn't aligned with them and help me to be where I am today. Because up until that point, I was doing all the things that I thought that I should be doing or trying to model other people like, oh, she's doing this, so I should do that too. She's doing this, I should do that too. She's doing like all these things, like let me go, let me try. This is what I have to do to be successful. But really what will lend you, your soulmate clients, it's to be you because the way you express yourself, the way you communicate yourself, it's going to resonate. And I was just on a, um, as a guest speaker on Instagram live. And I was mentioning that now on a daily basis, I get messages of like, Oh, this speaks to my soul. This speaks to my heart. Uh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And now it's a daily thing. Before it was like a hit and miss. What should I say? What should I do? But more of you become and more of clarity that you have of what you really do stand for, the easier it will be for people to see you and you're either resonating or you don't. And that's very important, you know, and not taking it personally. Yeah. And, you know, to play on that a little bit, one of the other things I love about core value exercises are when we get down to, you know, the, the narrowing down phase and, you know, I asked someone, if you could have this, but not this, which would you choose? And they're like, but I can't, I can't choose. No, you, you can. There is one of these things that's more important to you than the other. And every once in a while, it doesn't happen with everyone, but every once in a while, I'll get into a, a mini argument. And I, I don't mean it in a combative way, but like, you know, a discussion over the meaning of a word. And that right there is my favorite thing. Because when, when you and I don't agree on the meaning of a word... That's how you know it's someone's real value because they have attached a, a certain definition to that word, a certain meaning for them in their life to that word. And if they're willing to argue about it, it means that it's super important. And I love when that happens because I can just be like, obviously, this is important to you. It's your value. You don't have to choose between one or the other because you just chose by arguing with me about that. So, you know, there's, there's so much you can learn about what people really hold dear and what they're willing to release just from that. That's so beautiful. I love that. And I never thought about it this way, you know, like when people argue about something because I have my clients to choose the non-negotiable from the list of the values. What do they do stand for three things that you just can't be without, you know? So even if they choose like four, okay, you know, like you close one eye if it's three or four, but it's, it gives you so much clarity to see like, what do you choose not to live without as a value? Because that's so important to you. Beautiful. So we have the core values. What would be the, the next steps once you realize your core values? From there, it's figuring out 
how you want to serve your audience. So once you've figured out who you are and how you want to show up in the marketplace, you want to start leaning into what you want to be known for. So your core values are yours. You don't actually ever have to share them with anyone else, your audience or, or whatnot, but you do need to decide how you are going to show up in the world. And I call them content buckets. I've heard other people call them like cornerstone content or, um, pillars or things like that, but I call them content buckets because there are three things or so, you know, some people will go with four or whatever, but I like to go with three. There's three things that you're going to be known for and everything you speak on in the marketplace, everything you teach, any program that you release needs to fall in one of those buckets. And, and oftentimes it'll kind of overlap a little bit. It might fit in two or three of them, but when you've defined these buckets, you can look back at what you've been talking about over a specific time period, maybe the last 30 days or so. And I like to have people go through with like a little, you know, tick mark anytime they've talked about something that doesn't fit in with one of those buckets, because that's a red flag to yourself. Am I actually talking about what I think I'm talking about? Do I stay on brand? Do I speak to the things my soulmate client are going to resonate with because there is a overlap between your values, your core values, who you are as a person and how you show up in the marketplace. And that essential trait, that that thing that separates you from all the other, you know, XYZ down the road, it's going to one, be important to you, but also it needs to be important to your soulmate clients. And the way that you tease that out, the way that you attract them to you is by talking about things in and around that subject. So, you know, there's the who you are, there's the who they are, and then there's how do you serve them. And that part of the how you serve them, the the content bucket part of that, excuse me, is is like your content strategy. It's it's how you show up out there. And then when people start resonating with a piece of that when people start giving you some of those replies like oh my gosh how did you get into my head or whoa you're speaking to my soul right there wow you know like those things those are clues to you that you've hit that intersection Mm -hmm. and having a content strategy is great don't get me wrong I think it's very important, but even more important than having the content strategy is paying attention to how it performs for you. When you start getting comments, like what we just just mentioned, those are things that you need to do more of. And for most of my clients, you know, we, we map out a strategy, we fill their content buckets, you know, with, you know, 10, 15 topics each or so, and then we start testing. And you're going to get comments on some things and not others. And you're going to get really great comments on some things and not others. And my guess is that one of your content buckets is going to outperform the other two significantly. That's your platform content. That's the stuff that you are really going to be known for. And and that's the stuff that's going to attract your soulmate like into your business. And then it's up to you to keep them there and eventually convert them into clients at the proper time. 
Wow. I love that. I love that. That's so, it's, yeah, like you said, it's amazing to have a strategy, but then when you don't go back and check what's working and what's not working, sometimes it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping that something will stick. You know, Brittany, I remember when I started my own business five years ago, it was very overwhelming because I didn't have anyone to help me. I didn't have a team and I was like, I was, I was in a corporate, you know, like transitioning corporate, going to the school full time and still being personal trainer. So like going back and look at things, I would look at the likes, right? Which is when many, many, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't matter. And now I tell it to my clients, it really doesn't matter. Look at the metrics of feedback. DMs, the responses that you are getting that really matters. That's what matters. The number of the DMs that are like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, so how can you do all of this when you're just starting and maybe you're still in corporate? Like, how do you create it all? Like, define your pillars, create a content, create content strategies, and then check. It sounds so overwhelming. Simplify it for us. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, anything can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be at, at the, the base of it, right? So everything I just said there, you could probably, other than the testing portion, which does take some time to actually get the content out, but everything I just laid out here, you could probably do in a few hours. You know, a core values exercise doesn't take that long to accomplish. Uh, deciding three things that you want to be known for, it doesn't take that long to accomplish. Now, again, you you can labor over this. You can spend weeks and months and probably years if you really want to do. But uh, I'm a big fan of the test and tweak, you know? So pick three things you want to be known for. Make sure they fit under your overall business topic. Uh, fill the buckets with topics. The easiest way to do that is to, you know, look at that soulmate client, that person that you love working with and say, okay, when they tell me about what their their fears are or the things that keep them up at night or any anxieties during the day. What are those? And then, you know, make sure that you have a couple topics in each of your buckets that relate to those fears. And then the same thing for any goals or desires that they have. Or, you know, if you've had the pleasure of doing sales calls with your best client in the past, when people are on the verge of deciding to work with you or not, what is it that they're saying? Those are their objections. Those are the hurdles that they need to overcome to work with you. So anytime you've heard a hurdle or an objection called out, you need a topic for each one of your content buckets to address that. And typically any topic that ends up in any of my content buckets, I can actually address from all four of those areas, the goal, the desire, the fear, or the hurdle. So that takes a little bit of time to map out. You don't have to write out a post for each one of these all at one sitting, but you can fill your topic list just saying, okay, here is um, building the no like and trust factor. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. I can right now come up with multiple ideas for, for a desire that a client of mine would have, for a fear that they would have, and for a hurdle that they would have just about building your KLT factor. So you fill it up like that. And then over time, you're going to release that content. And again, you know, that will take a little bit of time, but you don't have to do it all at once. And then I recommend doing it in a 30 day segment when you first start this so that you can test a defined amount of time and go through at the end of the 30 days, look at your analytics. If you're on Instagram, they have insights on all the business accounts and it's super easy. 
You can filter your posts for, um, you know, reach. You can filter them for likes, for comments, for profile visits. Profile visits are personally my favorite because it tells me people were interested enough in my topic to go look at my my profile, my link, my bio, all of that fun stuff. And which ones did the best? You know, which ones, which ones didn't do well. And that gives you a much better clue on what's actually attracting your soulmate client rather than just getting the double tap like. Mm, I love that. So you mentioned that profile visits is your like favorite Instagram analytic. Are there like some more that you like that you look at? Um, I do look at comments in general, that one's hard because you can't see the quality of the content and then the numbers. And, you know, sometimes people just like to talk and comment and it has no real value or, or sometimes it's just a friend of yours. You're like, Hey, right on man. You know? And so yeah, that's a little more difficult. Um, obviously your DM numbers are going to give you a lot of insight as well. So that's going to be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, when I started my, you know, Instagram, it was just like all about chasing the likes, right? And who cares? I had tens of thousands of followers on my Instagram, you know, and and it was personal training and nutrition and all these fun things. And I was doing zero, zero online business. Mm-hmm. And I was having like five, 800 likes on a picture. Good, but it wasn't paying my bills. Now I have one, two, three hundred likes, but I'm having five figure online business. So it's, you know, five figure months. So it's really about focusing on the right numbers and focusing on the right metrics. So this is so super valuable. And is this something that you go because I know you have an online course too, right? Is this ah, something yes. that, you, that you teach in your online course or is, is there anything else that you're teaching there? Yeah. So I have um, a few online products. I think we're going to talk about the show up system here since we're talking about how we can show up to attract our soulmate clients. And it is my system for consistent showing up online because here's the deal, friends. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Doing a Facebook live once a month is not showing up online for your business. It's just not. I mean, it's almost better to not do any than just do once a month. But when you have a system in place, I mean, really it's the systems that are going to get you in your business. Anyone who's achieved some business success will tell you that. So you want a system. I give you my Trello board, my Asana task lists and Google doc version of this particular system in there. And my favorite is the Trello board because you just apply checklists to every time you release content. So if like us, you have a podcast, you can take, you know, information from your podcast and take out quotes. You can put them on Instagram. You can put them on Facebook, on Pinterest, and you've got, you know, a week to three weeks of content just from a few quotes. You can take out little snippets and they can be your Instagram or Facebook feed posts. You can take out, you know, an entire chunk and make it into a blog post. And, but it's all about having a system that makes doing this easy for you especially if you are, you know, working this as a side hustle. If you are from corporate, you know, content creation doesn't take a small amount of time. So why not double, triple, quadruple dip as much as you can and all of that. So that's, that's the base of the system. I go through my content bucket training and how to fill your business with on-brand content specifically because, Anyone can show up on on Instagram Live and say, "Hey, hi, how are you doing?" But that's not gonna that's not gonna bring the the sales in. And we're here to build profitable businesses. So, on brand content 
in a consistent way will move the needle forward if you apply it with good strategy. I love that. It's so important. And what about those who are resisting the analytics and spreadsheets and all of these fun things? Because for me, it's really a dance. You know, I have a business mentor and she's she's a genius, but she's like in her spreadsheets and it, you know, she's incredible in that. And me, I do here and there, but as much as I can, I'm trying to stay out of it. I love creating the content. I love going live, but then the tracking and doing all of these things. So is there any way that when we're building our business that we can still be in the flow and not overwhelm ourselves with Yes, absolutely. Okay. So confession here. Um, I feel the same way about spreadsheets that you do. So I use them minimally. All right. I, I can't avoid them. I'm a business owner until I'm ready to completely outsource that part of my business. I have to take care of stuff. That's just reality, right? But schedule in you know, a once a week time to hit your spreadsheet for a half hour. Schedule it in every other week if, you, if it's really too much every week. You can decide that. You are the CEO of your business. You get to make those rules. However, avoiding it completely is not a CEO kind of, of decision. So, so I just say, don't hang up on them all the time. You don't, you don't need to be in them for hours a day. You really only need you know, a half hour or so a week if you're, if you're doing this all from a regular consistent system. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you know, like that initial, you know, topic creation time period, do that when you are in the flow. And I think everyone in business has, has experienced this at some point or another. I was avoiding writing a sales page for something new that I'm releasing. I spent like the last five days avoiding it. And then last night after I put the kids to bed, even though it was a Sunday night and I don't normally work on Sunday nights, I was like, yep, now it's good grabbed my laptop, wrote out the sales page because I was, I was in the mode, in the flow. So do some of those, you know, those activities that depend very much on your energy when you are in the flow. And I would recommend just scheduling in, you know, a half hour on a Thursday afternoon or whatever time of the week works for you and say, this is my spreadsheet time. This is when I'm going to go through and just note, you know, which posts performed well, which ones did not, those kinds of things. Um, I also recommend taking any quotes that you need at that time. So maybe you get a really good comment on one of your posts, screenshot it, drop it into a, you know, an album on your phone. I call mine social proof. And I also keep on my email program, a nice emails folder. So anything that I got during the week, I aggregate all those in one place at the same time that I'm putting numbers in my spreadsheet. So the reason I do that, just to be very abundantly clear here, is the numbers, they're not always fun. But seeing people say nice things about me, that's always fun. So, you know, you got to balance it, right? So I reward myself for doing the the number nitty gritties with something that kind of, you know, revs my energy back up again. I love that. And and I have a folder. And when I started my business, I had it, it was called um, Love Notes, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, people. And I had it in my uh, Dropbox. Now I have it on my phone. And it's just, it's amazing. You know, I created an album just for that. And first of all, yeah, it feels good. But also you can share it with others as your social proof. So I, I absolutely love it. And I wonder, Brittany, how do you stay? Because, you know, you're a business owner, your mommy, your wife, your podcast, you're busy. 
how do you how do you ensure like what are your daily routines and practices that you do stay inspired and in the flow um i will be very honest with you guys i am the worst at routines like like the worst <laughs> so um i don't have a whole lot around me right now that that does that i do have my affirmations i have 100 affirmations i wrote out um i guess it's probably been two years ago now wrote it out at the encouragement of a friend. I recorded myself saying it since I have all the podcast recording equipment. That part was easy. Uh, my husband surprised me for Christmas two years ago and actually um, set the recording of me saying my affirmations to a song I love. And then he loaded it on this this thing called MyPod on mm. our Amazon Echo. So now I can just say, um, Alexa, play MyPod and it, it plays Aww. them. So... Yeah, so that's good. Um, but that's that is honestly like the only like in the zone kind of routine I have. Uh, I am a full time mother. I have two children, and most weeks I only work about fifteen hours, so I don't have time to you know journal for a half hour or or do any of those kinds of things before I start working. It's like okay, nap time and let's go work time. <laughs> and I think because I know I only have two hours to work most days, I just get stuff done outside of routines I wouldn't recommend that particular way of of doing it it's just my phase of life at the moment (laughs) and you know that's the thing you gotta check in with yourself what's working for you you know like when I was in a corporate and doing millions of things at the same time I didn't have one or two hours in the morning just to myself now I don't work before 10 a.m or 11 a.m and and if I do work at like 9 10 a.m it's because I'm on a call with my European clients because it's like there are nine hours in the future so that's the only time but I I know it's not suitable for everyone and having the routines, the morning routines, it's really helpful for me because that gets me in the flow and it doesn't have to be routine. It can be like, oh, I love going into the park. I love cuddling my kids. I love kiss my husband in the morning. Like that can be something that gets you in the flow. It doesn't have to be like, oh, this is what I do. 15 minutes, this 15 minutes, this and that, but I love it. So thank you so much for sharing that because recording your own voice in affirmations is very powerful and it really helps you reprogram your subconscious mind. So I love that. And, um, I wonder, Brittany, what is a one last thing that you have on your heart for just the starting entrepreneurs who are still in just in a complete beginnings when they're still like getting clear on their messaging and everything? What do you want them to know? If I could tell people, especially in the beginning zone, one thing is that I would rather see you niche down to be too narrow then spread yourself too thin. I think we've all heard some version of the saying that when you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to no one. And I think most newer business owners as a rule just don't get that yet. So I would always recommend someone go too narrow and then realize that they have to back off a little bit, then waste you know months or even years having a watered down message because they're afraid of offending one group or not being inclusive of another group. So speak to one best client, gear all of your messaging towards them. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how many people are out there that you can serve in a wonderful way. So beautiful. I love that. And 
Absolutely, yes. When I started, I was talking to everybody. I'm like, why is like no one getting it? Like people are inspired, but they're not taking any action or doing anything. But when I got really clear and unapologetic who I want to be working with, they came from the bushes. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. So Brittany, thank you so, so, so much. And if this really resonates with the women who are listening right now, where they can get their hands on, on your, you know, course, the show up system. And I think it was like some really special prize. So yes. So the show up system is available at the show Hopefully you don't forget that one. Uh, it is, it's, uh, it's actually going up this week to 37 whole dollars, you guys. So much money, I know. But it's available and uh, you can get it there. That will redirect you to my learning management portal. How, why, why did you make it so affordable? There's two reasons and one of them's cheesy. I really want people to, to know that there's an easy way to get your on-brand messaging out there. And then the second reason is uh, very strategic. You know, uh, anyone who believes in this system and tries it is going to be like, holy moly, this helped so much. And they'll be primed for everything else that I offer, whether it's my higher end, you know, one-on-one service or, you know, my larger signature course, they'll be ready for it. You know, I'm a big believer in meeting people where they're at. And I like to give people a taste of success, you know, knowing that something really is going to work for them before they invest higher. And this is a great way to do that. I love it so much. And I completely agree with that. So thank you so much for all the amazing work, your time and everything. I really appreciate you. And I can wait to see how this is going to be shift some minds for the starting entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for having me on here, you guys. And I, I really hope that you got some nuggets out of this. You know, my, my biggest goal when I share with anybody is that your time is, is well spent. So I hope you guys can apply what we talked about. 